Hello and welcome to What's a Story Ghost? I am your host SNS. And I'm Stephen. And we are now on episode six. Stephen. Is it is it time? <laughs> is, is it the one? <laughs> We're gonna cover the banshee today. No. No, no. I'm gone. I've called it sick. Stephen's currently exiting the building. I used quite a few references for this episode, and I think going forward what I might do instead of reading them out, I'll just pop them into the description. Uh, I did rely heavily on them because I wanted to do a good bit of research for this episode because I am really genuinely trying to get a scare out of Stephen. <laughs> we crack on? Stephen? Are you okay? No, no, I'm It's going to be fine. Not, it's not, it's, it's not. It's going to be okay. I think the Banshee is very misunderstood. Well, I personally never met her, so <laughs> we'll find out now. Okay, we'll go This is not a scary story. This is a, this is an introduction to a Banshee. Is it a biopic? Is that thinking of? It's a biopic. It's like a, a not a biography kind of thing where you you have an inter an interview with the vampire to find out what the vampire is like. Do you want me to invite a Banshee so we can do an interview with her? Is I that think we should start again. I think we should start. <laughs> no, carry on. Okay. Before we begin, I feel I should explain, as many might not know. The word Banshee, spelt B-E-A-N-S-I-D-H-E, means fairy woman, spelt F-A-E-R-I-E. A A fairy and a fairy, spelt F-A-I-R-Y, are very different. The main difference being that fairies, F-A-I-R-Y, are young, kind and pure spirits, whereas a fairy is described as being a mischievous, evil creature. A banshee is known in Ireland as a female spirit who wails outside a home to warn of the imminent death of a family member. She warns loved ones that death is near, giving the family a chance to prepare. Some myths say she acts as an escort to ensure that their loved one passes safely to the other side. Stories of the banshee have been passed down for generations. Some legends say the banshee is the ghost of a young woman who was brutally killed. Her death was so horrible that she now watches families and loved ones warning them of impending death. Some appearances that the Banshee has said to have taken are an old woman dressed in black or green with long grey hair and a veil covering her face, a deathly pale woman with long red hair dressed in a white dress or a shroud, a beautiful young woman with silver white hair wearing a long shimmering silver dress carrying or using a silver comb and a headless woman naked from the waist up carrying a bowl of blood. Whatever version you do see, her eyes are always noticeably red from crying so much. Historians have traced the first stories of the Banshee to the 8th century. Tradition states women sang a sorrowful song to lament someone's death. These women were known as keeners, and since they accepted alcohol as payment, they were said to be sinners and punished by being doomed to become Banshees. Originally, it was said that the Banshee only keened for the families O'Grady, O'Neill, O'Brien, O'Connor and Kavna. However, there are stories from various other families that she favours those with an O or a Mac in the surname, such as O'Brien or MacNeil, for example. Not all Banshees are hate-filled creatures. There are some that had strong ties to their families in life and continue to watch over them in death. When they manifest themselves, these banshees appear as beautiful, enchanting women that sing a sorrowful song which is filled with concern and love for their families. This song can be heard a few days before the death of a family member. On the other side of the coin, we have a scary, hangry banshee. During their lives, these women had reason to hate their families and appear as distorted and frightening apparitions filled with hatred. 
The howls emitted by these banshees are enough to chill you to your core. And rather than appearing to warn a family member, these banshees are celebrating the coming death of someone they despised. Either way, legend says that the banshee does not cause death, they only serve as a warning of it. The size of the banshee is another physical feature that differs between regional accounts. Though some accounts of her standing unnaturally tall are reported, the majority of tales that describe her height state that the banshee's stature as short, anywhere between one foot and four feet tall. Her exceptional shortness often goes alongside the description of her as an old woman, though it may also be intended to emphasize her state as a fairy creature. The banshee is also known as a predictor of death. If someone is about to enter a situation where it is unlikely that they will come out alive, she will warn people by screaming or wailing. This was said to be the case with the Banshee attached to the kingly house of O'Brien. In the year 1014, the Battle of Clontarf was fought, from which the aged king Brian Burrow knew that he wouldn't survive because the previous night the Banshee had appeared to him and told him of his impending fate. The aim of the Banshee is to give the family warning and therefore time to prepare for death, but unfortunately there's no telling who is about to die. East Wall is situated by Dublin Port in the heart of the capital. In 1941, Dublin was on high alert with World War II and the streets were dark and deserted. A local doctor was called to the house of a very sick man and he knew that he would be in attendance for much of the night. Nervous, his wife took their three children to her mother's cottage in nearby North Strand. As the doctor worked, he heard a wailing through the window as the sick man gasped for breath. The wife of the sick man started screaming for the banshee not to take her husband and began to throw holy water around the room. Finally, the cries dwindled and the man stabilised. The doctor told the woman she heard nothing but a cat crying and to get some rest. He returned home in the dark and heard a metallic clang on the stone beneath his feet. He stooped down and picked up a comb, a symbol of the banshee. Dr. MacDonald shrugged and continued on his way. As he approached his door, he stopped, frozen to the spot. An old hag sat on his doorstep, wailing and combing her matted grey hair, one long, shriveled finger pointing at the doctor. A loud humming above him caused him to look up and away from the old woman. He saw three bomber aircraft pass overhead, and when he glanced back, the woman was gone. Seconds later, the night sky lit up as North Strand exploded into a ball of flames. Those who died in the bombing included the doctor's mother-in-law, wife and three children. In some parts of Leinster, she is referred to as Amban Kienta, the keening woman, whose wail can be so piercing that it shatters glass. In Scottish folklore, a similar creature is known as Amban Niai, or Amban Yata, little washerwoman, and she is seen washing the bloodstained clothes or armour of those who are about to die. In the old Irish tales, she is also said to be found washing human heads and limbs as well as blood-stained clothes till the water ran red. This is said to take place before a battle. So it would seem that in the course of centuries, her attributes and characteristics have changed somewhat. The Banshee appears in countless modern works, being one of Ireland's most famous legendary creatures. In modern media, she's given a more villainous role than she is said to have in old folklore. For example, she is often seen as an evil fairy or demon rather than a simple harbinger of death. Examples of the Banshee in her modern roles include her appearance in Disney's Gargoyles, the Ghostbuster cartoons, and even some live action movies. 
In popular culture, the Banshee has more powers in her arsenal, often being the master of dark magic and evil fairy traits. This was not really prominent in the older tales and is a modern addition, much like how vampires have a weakness in sunlight in the modern world, despite original tales never having mentioned it. Whatever you may believe, you have to admit, though her intentions are good, she is terrifying. And despite the name of the podcast, my first response, should I ever meet her, would not be, what's the story, ghost? What did you think of that? That wasn't as terrifying as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, I think, I just recall, I had to sleep, but I mentioned this, I had to you sleep did. beside the door because the other kid was afraid. Uh, let me say, because the other kid was afraider than me. <laughs> Yeah, that was the one that was always mentioned. The Banshee yeah. this, the Banshee that, the Banshee's coming. And there's always cats because we're always camping out in the fields. Mm. And we were always in, we weren't in the field, we were in a hostel. But the hostel was in the Wicklow Mountains made of And it's dark and bricks. it's scary. And, you know, you don't have your normal comforts that you usually would if, you know, somebody older than you is telling a scary story. You have your blanket. As we've discussed this before, duvets have special powers. So you don't have any of those normal comforts. When you're camping, you're unfamiliar and you don't know if the banshee could be hiding around the corner so it must have been more terrifying than just having this conversation in a tent in your back garden although i don't think you ever tented in the back garden i think you I did once. did you i didn't last the night i was much younger uh it was you were only teeny tiny around the time i would have made my first holy communion in and around or just before that because i bought my first tent with my communion money and i really wanted to camp outside. that's adorable so I camped outside, I set up, and this is you've been in my family home back garden, where it was originally grass in it. Okay. So I camped there, but there was this ungodly noise that kept me awake all night, and mm. it was scaring the heebie-jeebies out of me. Yeah. But I couldn't figure out what it is, and I kept telling myself, it's nothing, it's nothing, everything's fine. It was a windy night, so I just assumed it was something to do with that. Yeah. And then I eventually got too scared and went oh, back inside. Stupid. And then when I came out the next morning to crawl back into my tent before anybody else woke up. Oh, you didn't, did you? I may have. I'm hardcore. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I realised that I tripped or kicked over something. Yeah. And then as that thing moved, it replicated the noise. And I was like, oh, oh. no. It was an old school, I think it was a two dozen box of eggs. The, the plastic lid. Yeah. Over. Oh, if that's scratching though, um, and it's and it, and it, it made it, oh, it was God. made it dull, so it made a really no, a loud noise. Is it? Oh, you poor thing! So, that's so sad. It was pretty. It was, very it was a pretty heroic. sad story. It, yeah. was, it was. It was very <laughs> heroic of you to have lasted as long as you did. I listened to an episode recently of Real Life Ghost Stories, and I don't know where Emma got the clip. Uh, Emma's the host of Real Life Ghost Stories. She got a clip of not a fox. What's the a vixen? Um, she had a clip of a vixen in heat. Rock. <laughs> no, but there were a lot of people that actually said the vixen of heat sounds a lot like the banshee's cry. But but the banshee is said to continuously wail. There's no breath. There's no mm. ah. Oh my god. There's no breath. There's no nothing. It's just a continuous howling. So I can understand if you're camping or if you're in the woods or like the minute the sun goes down or the lights go off. We've said this before. When things don't yeah. make sense, they're more scary. So if you're out in the woods and you hear a vixen cry. You don't know what's a vixen cry. Exactly, it's terrifying. Let's go back to my notes. Oh, sorry, okay. So, firstly, I think it's Fantasia that I'm thinking of. Is it Mickey Mouse chops the broom and then the broom... The Merlin story, yeah. Yeah, when you said it looked like it was more than one banshee, there was banshees from different women. So the women that died become banshees. Is that the case? That's one of the stories that she's a young woman who was murdered. That story would indicate that there's one banshee. No. 
I think that there's several banshees because they're attached to families. Okay, right. The amount of times that people have said that they've seen the devil. I don't think there's one creature that's going around. It's a bit like Multiplicity. Do you remember the movie Multiplicity? Basically, there's just a bunch of... Every time he multiplied, the the duplicate got a bit stupider. Sillier and sillier, yeah. So the clone was not the smartest. But I think there's several banshees. I think there's several different versions because there's obviously going to be the young pretty girl. The headless one, I'd never heard of that before. Never heard of it. So when I wrote it down, I was just like, headless woman, God, that's weird. Naked from the waist up, God, that's odd. What's with the bowl of blood? What's that even... What is that for? What is the crap with the bowl of blood? I have Tatty Bates in my head again. (laughs) From uh, American Horror Story. When she's putting the the blood on her face. That's not Tatty Bates. That is... It's the New Orleans story where she was using blood as a, a way to refresh her skin and yeah what's the, what was the it was the coven i've just shown annette oh the sorry she's kathy bates. kathy bates i thought you meant her character my apologies no that's, no, my, I bad. Didn't that's think my bad so what actual kathy bates was in real life smearing blood no, on her face you know face. what it is when you say kathy bates i immediately think of misery uh, yeah no every, i thought her character name was kathy bates, no, i didn't know the misery. actress's name was kathy the bates. ankle breakers and the buddy boiler oh. yeah. i've only watched that movie once i don't think i should comment that's all you need that's all you need <laughs> uh, was that a true story about sorry not was that a true story it's all true but <laughs> when you talked about the north strand wall bombing in world war Two, east wall was where he lived north strand is where his wife went to her mother's house with the three kids you're asking was Northwall bombed yes i can google it really quickly because i don't want to put anything in that's not factual the north strand bombing occurred on the night of the 30th 31st of may 1941 where four bombs were dropped over north strand by german aircraft i wonder no because they would have had to pass england I was going to say so because they, a lot of the a lot of well history says that we were told to keep our lights on they have to cross yeah. the UK. But do you remember a lot of the era signs in the rocks? I think there's some in Killiney direction. Mm. And people had only started to notice them over the last five, ten years because of personal drones or hobbyist drones. Mm. And they had seen, what's that? Looks kind of like era is marked out in it. And then they went, oh, that is, that's been put there by stones. And they uncovered it. But that was because they were basically marking that for the bombers. Just say stop. I've never heard of this. Is this is this only recent, like this by ten years? Is uh, I think somebody told me this. We could probably check that and come back. But uh, that was basically say, hey lads, it's not us next door. Well, it it all fits into GIS or Geographical Information Service systems where <laughs> don't tell us what you do without telling us what you do, Stephen. <laughs> I was just going to breeze past it, but a lot, uh, a lot of the infrared scanning, the aerial photography, and there's a few other bits of information that. That can be taken from heights. It feeds back in. And lots of historical things that would have gone unnoticed have come to surface. Oh, yeah. Through that, through aerial photography. Some of them through uh, different types of scanning, like infrared. Um, and you might see megalithic tombs or cairns or things like that that you wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, no, Otherwise, for sure. There's we're, we're going to cover an episode. This is Monday's episode. We're going to cover an episode on Friday that really opened my eyes about a prehistoric current uh, I didn't even know existed and it would make no sense that I would not know it existed because I have been to this place and I was more focused on the other historical building that I didn't even notice that there was a passage to and it's it's just it's madness because unless when you're walking there you don't see it the minute you see an aerial view or 
if you Google aerial view of this thing and you're like, what the hell is that over there? That makes absolutely no sense. Mm. Now, I want to do my questionnaire with you. Go. Okay. Just in case you ever wanted to know if you were a banshee, there are some questions that you can ask yourself. Okay. First question being, your primary modes of communication include howling, cackling and keening, which is, oh, and shrieking. You love a bit of shrieking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're inordinarily proud of your hair, taking lots of time to brush it and arrange it just so. Okay. Okay. You tend to leave things after you, so combs. You tend to just drop all your right. stuff all over the shop. I have someone in mind. <laughs> You're, is it me? No. Okay. Your wardrobe is mostly black and grey, and you can't resist a cape. Kind of, but especially the cape is bringing it more real. Now. Okay. Yeah, this person is, prob- is, not, is not, not a banshee yet. <laughs> okay. You've been known to sit and wail at people after a few wines. Eye makeup slowly inching down your face to give you that cool, demented look. Yes. Kind of wiped the theory out, but... Is this person safe now? Yeah, this, okay. I'm thinking of Harley. Okay, she's four. She's allowed to do all of this. Yeah, but not, not drinking not drink and doing mascara. <laughs> okay, you cry at everything. In fact, you almost enjoy having a good cry. It's cathartic. This annoys me because when I'm upset... And, and you're great at it when I need you to be great at it. But when I'm upset about something or if I've had a cry because somebody's come home from war to their dog or the other day, remember, I started to cry because my friend put up on Instagram her daughter met her mum and her mum met her partner for the first time. She hadn't seen her in four years and I start crying. I, I won't recall individual cry episodes. Because there's so many. Frequent as there <laughs> No, but I love a good cry. Yes. And you're all like, okay, take a take a deep breath. And I'm like, that's great when I need you to bring me back down again. But I worked really hard for this cry and I haven't cried in a week and I'm going to enjoy this cry. So yeah, I, I enjoy a good cry. But that's only one of these things though. That does not make me a bench. Right. Although I do love a good cake. Yeah, see, that's where that's where I was like, it's definitely Harley. <laughs> no, she's tutus. Capes, tutus. It's all the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you like to keep on top of your laundry. Right, yeah. No, you predominantly do the laundry. Uh, people always seem to be surprised when you doll yourself up because your day-to-day appearance would usually resemble hag-like. being called hag-like. <laughs> That's me. Uh, you're always cold. Mysteriously so. Uh, your singing voice is best described as blood-curdling yowl of a hell demon. Oh, yeah. I'm back in the mix. <laughs> the word shrill fills you with eye-popping rage. You're not shrill. You're just an assertive woman with a horrifically piercing screech. Yeah. No, not you. No, you're not an assertive woman, Stephen. You have something of a sixth sense. Didn't you predict that Sharon and Neil would shift and then they did? You don't know a Sharon and Neil, do you? I genuinely... I do, but they marry different people. (laughs) So just go on to the next one. I just picked two random names. Uh, You often take aging people for no particular reason. Now, see, this one... I take them. Why do I take them? This one I don't agree with because, again, like I said, I think the Banshee is misunderstood. I think she comes to warn people to give them time to kind of prepare themselves. It is the the Headless Horseman and Carriage. I'm trying to remember Darby O'Gill. Oh. I haven't watched the movie in a long time, so... But she doesn't take people. Again, I'm just going to stick up with her. she takes them out to dinner. Maybe, maybe. So you're going to die. What would you like your last meal to be? Right. Uh, you're nice. People just have to make more of an effort to get to know you. I'm not. I, I have a person in mind, but I'm not, I'm not going to name him. Um, oh, and you are a terrifying portent of death and destruction. Oh yeah, well yeah. That's pretty much the most important part there. Uh-huh. Have you got a person in mind? No. These are I questions have, you are supposed to ask in... yourself, but if you're going to start yeah. accusing people, we need to cover the Salem witch trials. Well, I have a person in mind for most of the points individually. Okay. But like not not all of them. So basically, well, all that of one your person, friends are banshees. All of my friends have banshee characteristics. Okay, well that's a that's a badass group of friends that you've got. But then. but but out on top, by a long shot, Harley. It's Harley. 
is my four-year-old niece. His sister's going to kill you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. That's how we know that my sister's actually listening. Is if she questions? Insulted her. Yeah. Insulted her or... yeah. Okay, so we're just going to like put little jabs in there every now and then. Oh, if that's the case. Oh, no, my sister doesn't own a cake. And she can actually sing quite well. But we could just accuse her anyway. Yeah, sure, why not? What's she going to do? She can't kill us. She might take us out for dinner. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. We're an old person. We're an old person. I'm an old person. I'm not an old person. Yeah, you can tag along. Yeah, cool. I think we're going to leave it there. So today's episode, I will put the links in the description. Check out our Instagram page, What's the Story Ghost? And if you have a personal story you would like to send us or a recommendation, actually the next episode was a recommendation, so I'm super excited to cover that one. Um, if you do have any recommendations or personal stories, the email is whatsthestoryghost at gmail.com and uh, we will see you next time. And the jingle. No, I can't do it. It's your thing. Because it's my thing. Get your own jingle. Jingle my own jangle, shall I? We'll edit that one. You said that the last time when I left it in. <laughs> Bye. I'm so sorry.